Hi, I'm Yusuf Zin. My latest TVO Today podcast is on how a Canadian ends up in a Chinese prison, and if he's even alive. Listen and subscribe to Extradition. Available now, wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to a TVO podcast. Welcome to Word Bomb, a TVO podcast. I'm Pippa. And I'm Karina. Okay, so off the top of today's episode, let's address the question that we know you listeners are dying to ask. Yeah, the number one burning question that everyone asks us every day, constantly, all the time. Mm -hmm. Are we single? Ladies and gentlemen, sorry to tell you, I am taken I'm in a committed long-term relationship with a lovely man named Nathan. He's nice. I've met him. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Pippa's off the market. I am single. So please address all formal date inquiries to TVO. Care of Hannah Sung, manager of podcasts at TVO. Thank you, Hannah, for running point on all my romantic admin needs. As always, I really appreciate it. So we are revealing this information about ourselves because the word for this bite-sized episode is partner. And this all started, Uh I'm sorry to say, with a, shall we say, heated conversation with my mom. How heated are we talking? So we're not estranged or anything because of this. Good, Um, good. And let me preface this story by saying that my mom is wonderful and smart and amazing And I'm sorry I'm talking about you on a podcast, Mom. I love you. But I will reveal that at one point in our conversation, I may have accused her of being old. And I may have used the word antiquated. And I might have asked her to name the decade that she last dated casually. (laughs) Yeah. So the argument had to do with whether calling someone your partner is acceptable and also whether it sounds more or less serious than boyfriend or girlfriend. She actually thought that partner is less serious than boyfriend or girlfriend. Maybe it's a generational thing because my mom, when I asked her how she feels about the word partner, she said she has business partner associations. Not cowboy partner? (laughs) I don't think she thought cowboy (laughs) partner. Yeah, no. Yeah, but I think that's generational as well, because if somebody says partner to me and they don't use the word business, I don't assume business partner. No, me neither. Mm -hmm. Obviously, labeling this kind of thing is hard because there's no relationship that's exactly alike. There's no perfect word. It's always going to be a little fraught what you choose to call each other, which is why there are so many words to choose from. Yeah, we have boyfriend, girlfriend, partner. People say significant other, other half, Mm -hmm. better half. That's a little suspect, I think. Better half. For sure. And there are those like lovely old timey ones like bow or sweetheart. It makes me think of like gentleman calling. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Paramore. That one's very mysterious. It is. Yeah. But like it's clear that people have always been reaching for that nuance to meet their needs. And now I think more than ever, because dating isn't in the realm of 
teenagers or really young people anymore. Like you can be in your 20s, 30s, 40s up and dating. Yeah. So Bustle published this article in 2016 that was a bunch of quotes from people and they were all under the age of 40 and they were all explaining the logic behind what they call their partners. Okay, and what did people say? Well, when it came to the label partner, people tended to use words like serious, legal, secure, formal, equal, Mm -hmm. gender neutral was Mm -hmm. one that came up a lot. Yeah, and even today, I don't feel like we have great alternatives. Like we said, we kind of rely on boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm-hmm, which starts to sound kind of weird when you're over the age of 20. I think so. It's right in the word boy and girl. Yeah, calling an adult your boyfriend yeah. or your girlfriend is kind of infantilizing. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of that squicky feeling that I get when middle-aged men refer to their group of friends as the boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, oh, me and the boys were golfing last weekend. Or like a group of women being like, I had lunch with the girls. It's like, oh. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, some people use the word girlfriend to refer to platonic friends. That's true, yeah. So it's unclear. Yeah. And as we mentioned, there's significant other. Or SO, if it's in writing. SO, I think, makes sense online. Yeah. But it doesn't roll off the tongue Naturally. It sounds like you're talking about the gas station ESO. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't quite work. Okay, and then like the other end of the spectrum from that would be lover. I (laughs) my mouth could never form that word with a straight face in a million years. It's just like quite intimate. It makes some visuals come to mind. It feels like you're inviting the person you say it to a little bit into your bedroom. Yeah. Totally. And then there's Postle Q. What's that? POSSLQ, P-O-S-S-L-Q, is an acronym for Person of Opposite Sex Sharing Living Quarters. I've literally never heard that before. (laughs) That POSSLQ? People say that just casually? Well, okay, so this was coined by the U.S. Census Bureau in the late 1970s, and they were trying to track heterosexual couples that were cohabitating but unmarried. Hilariously, the word Postle Q caught on after the 1980s census to the point that Charles Osgood, a CBS News personality, even wrote a poem about it. I know you, you've got to have the poem. Tell me the poem. Okay, he says, <clears throat> There's nothing I wouldn't do if you would be my Postle Q. You live with me and I live with you and you will be my Postle Q. I'll be your friend <laughs> and so much more. That's what a Postle Q is for. <laughs> oh my god. Thanks, Charles Osgood. And also, fun fact, I think you'll like this. In an episode in the fifth season of Cheers, which uh-huh. came out in uh, 1987, Fraser Crane mm-hmm. and his partner Lilith described themselves as Postle Cues. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it exists in the media <sighs> huh. landscape. All right. And uh, unfortunately, Postle Q, this perfect alternative that we've been reaching for, fell out of favor in the 1990s. Yeah, I can't imagine why people don't want to call each other Postle Q. <laughs> wow. Right? Whereas partner, I think, there's something kind of cute about it. Like in school when you're partnered up, it's like kind of... <laughs> your dad's partner. Yeah, you're, you're swimming buddy at, at camp. Totally. The buddy system. Mm-hmm, the buddy system, yeah. What do you call Nathan? Uh, I call him Nathan. <laughs> um, but if I'm talking about him, I would interchange boyfriend or partner, depending on the context, probably. I have a memory of the first time that Nathan used the word partner about our relationship. And I remember getting a little adrenaline kick, right? Uh, okay. Because it, for me, is a, it's more serious. It's saying, I take you seriously in a long-term way. Right, yeah. 
partner to me implies an equal footing between partners. Like you're working towards something, you're on the same team.、Mm-hmm. It also works for many different relationship styles. So for monogamous partners, of course, but also for polyamorous people. Who have several committed partners on equal footing? It also works for the married, like we said. The unmarried, it's gender neutral,、mm-hmm. so it includes all genders. Partner is so broad that it allows you to skip disclosing details about their partner's gender or their sexuality. Right, and there into sexuality, I think, is when we really get into the interesting stuff,、mm-hmm. because the word partner has unique ties to the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Go Mag, which is a widely read American lesbian publication, included "partner" on their list of 12 LGBTQ terms straight people need to stop using. So the author Corinne Werder writes, "Quote: Queer people have had to use 'partner' to refer to significant others because we couldn't legally get married until 2014 in America. We didn't have a way to refer to significant others who we lived with or were committed to since we couldn't get married, and thus 'partner.' So please just stop." End quote. Mm. So, is it appropriation for straight couple to use the word partner? Well, some people feel that way. That today queer culture has become a trend, so people are co-opting the word. In an article from Feministing about heterosexual couples using this word, the writer suggested that heterosexual people using partner in queer spaces is deceptive to quote get in with the cool gay kids end quote. Oh, yeah. Which I kind of hear because. Like when when we were talking about the context of when I will use the word partner,、mm-hmm. I do know that when I use that word, there is an implied mystery, right? Yeah, you're not revealing something about your sexuality. Yeah, oftentimes it's nobody's business. I see what they're saying, but also it's just such a useful word. I agree, but I I can imagine if you're in a space that's queer focused, say、sure. you're at. A pride event, yeah, and you're using the word partner, speaking about someone who's not present, yeah. There could be assumptions being made, and in that way, you kind of are borrowing that culture, right? Right. Yeah, that's true. But、mm-hmm. other queer folks disagree and want to spread the use of partner amongst all types of couples. You of Toronto linguist Lex Connolly, who you met in the episode on the singular they. Told the publication BTR today that when straight cisgender people—by cisgender we mean someone who identifies with the gender that they were assigned at birth—exactly, when cisgender people use the word partner, it quote disrupts the idea that cis and straight people are the default form from which queer relationships deviate. Oh,、uh, well said, Lex.、Mm-hmm. So it's solidarity. Well, some people see it that way.、Mm-hmm. If straight people and queer people are using the same word, maybe it helps to equalize partnerships.、Mm-hmm. Dan Savage, a sex advice columnist and the host of the podcast Savage Love, talked about the partner conflict in the opening monologue of a recent episode called Bad Blood. Okay, what did he say? Maybe he can put this to bed. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Dan talked about his fellow queers calling out straight people using partner and said, "Quote: Can we not with this?" I'm old enough to remember when straight people used to tell gays and lesbians that we couldn't use husband and wife. They also used to tell us that whatever it was we felt for each other, we were not allowed to use the word love to describe it. And he basically said it doesn't work to dictate what words people use to call their loved ones.、Mm-hmm. It's a good point, and it's a good word. So all this to say, mom. I win. I officially win the argument. It's it's so clear. Like it couldn't be clearer. Yeah, I got a I got a side with Karina on this one. Sorry, Karina's mom. You're you're great, but but you're also very wrong. <laughs> well, my podcasting partner, Karina. <laughs> I guess that's all for this week's episode. I guess so. 
Word Bomb, a TVO podcast, is produced by me, Pippa Johnstone. And me, Karina Palmatesta. Huge thanks, as always, to Hannah Sung, manager of podcasts at TVO, Mark Brosens for fact-checking, and Keith Lennox and everyone at TVO for technical help. Yeah, thank you. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play, or the podcatcher of your choice. You can also follow us on TVO's Facebook and Twitter. Just use the hashtag WordBomb. Yeah, and we are also on Instagram, at WordBombPodcast, and at TVO.org slash WordBomb. Today's show was recorded in the Allen Slate Studios at Ryerson University in Toronto, Ontario. On the traditional territories of the Wendat, the Anishinaabe, Haudenosaunee, Métis, and the Mississaugas of the New Credit First Nation. Thanks for listening.